All right, we recording? Nice. What's up, everybody? Um, this is another episode of self-therapy. I'm kind of going back-to-back with the self-therapy. Um, not any good reason. I don't mean to up-talk like a valley girl, but it just happened that way. Um, yeah, so, okay, so I was... It's kind of been a, a wild week back from vacation and uh, got back into work, and work was just wild, and I just it was a, a big week of a lot of emotions. Not bad emotions, good emotions, of course, but... Uh, just, you know, when, when you're dealing with the public, like I do, um, you get a lot of highs, you get lows, whatever, but it's very emotionally draining and, uh, that has actually has nothing to do with what I was planning on talking about today, but I just thought I'd put it out there. I'm feeling really good today. I got a great night's sleep last night, but, um, here's the thing, like the, the whole reason why I got a good night's sleep is because my kids are not home. My kids are having a sleepover with their mother or their grandmother. And uh, the grandmother on the mother's side is what I was trying to say there. But yeah, so they went and uh, my wife and I got a good night's sleep and I woke up well rested and I feel great. Woke up early, jumped out of bed. But it made me think. I am missing my kids. I know it sounds crazy. They're hellraisers. They're, They're very cute, but they're hellraisers. And I miss them. And it sounds so weird to say because if you're listening to this, you have kids, you know, when you're in the trenches with a kid, one kid is going one way, the other kid's going this way, one kid's screaming their head off, the other kid's, and you're just like, fuck, get me out of here. But man, this morning I miss them because they're also part of my morning routine. Like most, is that static coming through? I'm sorry. Like, like most people, they're part of your routine. So you wake up and you have like a little face staring at you saying, hey, get out of bed, go make me breakfast. One of those things, you know. And I miss them this morning because you learn so much about them and they, you learn so much about yourself and what you have in you and what you can make get, what you can do with what you have inside of you. I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm sleeping on some coffee. It's early this morning. I'm feeling good, but I, I want a little bit of a coffee coffee kick as well. So I was thinking about like, what could the concept of this self-therapy be? And missing my kids is, is one thing, but that's not really what it, I wanted it to be about. What I really wanted it to be about was why I chose to have kids. And maybe why you should choose to have kids if you're listening to this. I mean... I'm not here to say if you listening to this should or shouldn't. You only know that. But maybe with some of my life experiences, you could learn something. Maybe you already know the answer, and this might just help you hear what you need to hear. So buckle down, Becky. Daddy's going to teach you a lesson. For most all of my life, I knew I wanted kids. And when I was younger, you know, like a, let's say a young teenager, I thought to myself, yeah, at 25, I'll settle down and I'll have some kids. Because when you're young, 25 seems old. I think we can all agree to that. Now, at 25, I hadn't even met the mother of my children yet. At 25, 
I was still running and gunning, slinging dick as much as I could. And I wasn't ready. And I remember I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time, and I knew I didn't want kids with her. Um, that, that sounds bad, and it, it is. But she wasn't a, I'm going to marry you girlfriend. She was a, you do the nasty things that I like kind of girlfriend. And sometimes you can find those, you know, the ones that are both sides. And I think I did too, but I knew I didn't want kids with her. And it was this ongoing dark humor joke that we didn't like, oh, we're not going to have kids. Not with this guy. Oh, I'm not going to have kids. Not with her. No way. And, you know, there's a lot of talk for a long time that she said that she couldn't have kids, um, which I found out one day on Facebook wasn't true. Or maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know the details, but uh, she had a kid anyway, so it is what it is. Um, so I guess I dodged a bullet there, but definitely at that time in my life, I wasn't ready. The deciding factor that really showed me that I was ready to have kids was finding someone that I actually loved with all my heart. Now, I don't want this to be like super cheesy. I know that does, but it really, it goes, it's, it, that's just exactly what it is. I decided I wanted to have kids because I found someone I wanted to have kids with. And yeah, I, I get that that sounds like easy math, but you know, like when you get into a relationship with somebody and you get to the ins and outs, a lot of times you're in this relationship and you're in lust and you think it's love. You're like, this is definitely love. I can't wait to spend more time with this person. I love this person. That isn't love. What that is, is it is lust disguised as love because you are into this person. Love is this. Love is loving someone, of course, but when shit gets fucking crazy, you don't want to run out of the house. You don't want to uh, punch a wall. You don't want, like, you want to fix problems. You want to make it work. You want to make sure, even though some fucking fireballs were thrown back and forth, you want to make sure that person's still okay. If you can walk away from somebody, there's a good chance you don't love that person. Now, listen, sometimes walking away from situations is healthy and you can learn a lot from that. And those situations might be different. But I knew because my wife, my wife was in, in love with me before I was in love with her. That sounds kind of weird. Let me explain a little bit. She told me she loved me early on and I knew, I knew I liked her. I knew I liked her, but I didn't, I just didn't know enough. I didn't know we had good times together. I can make her laugh. I loved her laugh. Uh, everything was good. But I was like, you know, I, I've been around this game a couple times, you know. I've, I've been in quote unquote love before. Is this, is this, is this it again? Is this, is that what I'm looking at right now? Um, and it took a long time, you know, like a long time. Even, even leading up to getting married, you know, you have those questions is this a person I really want to spend the, life, the rest of my life with? If I'm going to take the plunge, is this the right person? And I was lucky because I bet on what I believed, which was she is the one. And 
that that opened the door to being like, oh my goodness, kids. And the battle of, not battle, but the when are you going to have kids? And when, you know, uh, boy or girl, uh, whatever. You know, like there's there's a lot out there to kind of put into perspective when you when you're getting down to it. So we got married and I knew she wanted, we had talked about kids on our very first date, which might've been another sign. Um, and we'd always talked about having two kids. No, my wife wants a third now. That's not what we're going to talk about, but you know, we, I knew that we were getting closer to being in sync because we both had like the ideas of, yes, this is like, this is what we want. This is what we're looking for. Um, so we, we took us a long, it took us like four years to have our first kid and, uh, we had to use the magic of modern medicine to help us and it worked and that was great. And man, our, our first, we had, (laughs) we had eight months of this wild ride with this little angelic baby who had barely any hair and the cutest little eyes and the cutest little button nose and fuck man I'm just I'm melting right now just thinking about baby Stella and it was it was like it was amazing it it was amazing it was you know the starting of our family and fine you get married man and wife you are family but when you have kids you are really a family and we, we had got a dog when we had got married, and Louis the best dog we could ever ask for. And he, when we brought that kid home in that fucking bucket thing, and and she was just like nuzzled in there. He stuck his head in there. He's just a little Maltese Shih Tzu, maybe a, maybe ten pounds at that point. And he stuck his head in there. He smelt her, and he just sat next to her. It was the cutest goddamn thing I'd ever seen. And uh, we started to get that real complete feeling. That wonderful feeling of, this is our squad now. This is our team. This is who we is. And, you know, I just, I thought that was like, uh, that was just like a, a special moment for us. And it was, it was just great. It was just a great beginning. And then eight, fast forward eight months later and we find out we're pregnant again. And the roller coaster starts, you know, that's where, that's where it kind of gets wild for us. You know, we, we end up having an absolute, um, absolute baby gem in baby Leah. And, um, she comes out of the world like a fireball and she is just, you know, she's a gassy baby. She, uh, picky. You know she's she's so cute, but man, she was t- and she's still tough to deal with. But goddamn, she's cute. So it's just one of those things. And then I, you know, I always, I always, 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 always pictured myself, you know, a father of boys. And I was going to be that dad that took him to baseball, took him to hockey, coached the teams, did those things. And I'm not saying I can't do that with girls. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, but the dynamic is different. And I know because my, my brother has two boys and, you know, like, you know, they're wrestling with each other and they're throwing themselves around. And that's exactly what I thought I would be doing. Now, being a girl dad is a little bit different. 
of course, kids are kids, so they do crazy things. And kids are kids, so, you know, boy or girl, they're going to probably spill their yogurt on the couch. They're probably going to spill their orange juice on the carpet. They're most likely going to touch something they're not supposed to touch. They're most likely going to damage something that you told them not to touch. Um, and they're most likely going to love you unconditionally. And I think that's what it all kind of come da- came down to. Because as humans, we're made to adapt. And when you don't adapt, you die. And I'm not saying I'm dying, but I'm saying... I guess we're all dying, but whatever. That's another, that's another episode of self-therapy. I'm saying adapting to becoming a girl dad isn't so bad because I am absolutely in love with my kids because they are just so freaking adorable. They are, they are the type of kids that, like how I, this is my absolute, absolute favorite thing. My girls are so similar and so different. I'll be having Stella, um, is tall and athletic and beautiful and Lee is a little shorter and beautiful and just good at everything and it's so annoying that she's good at everything because I wished I was good at everything but she's just one of those people that things come so natural to that she just she just adapts quicker and she can read a room and I can look at her and I said Leah you are the best surprise I've ever had I love you so much when I look into your eyes, I see magic and I see joy and I see all the things that you are going to accomplish in your life and that you make me so proud. And she'll look at me with her big eyes and she'll put her arms around me and she'll kiss me on the side of the face and she goes, you're such a good daddy and fuck, I'm going to melt. And then I'll look over at Stella and I'll say, Stella, you were named after the stars because for four years, it took so much to get you, but we finally got you, and you're everything we hoped you would be. And she would look at me, and she would say, Dad, I really have to poop. And she just doesn't, she just doesn't read a room like her sister. And those, those are the things, those are those magic moments that make me laugh so hard. Um... And also why being a girl dad is so cool. So, fuck, wow. That guy fucking heated quickly. Woo! Okay, I need to take a quick walk around. I'm uh, too much dust in the air. I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. I'm back. Jeez, I'm sorry. That is so loud. Oh, my goodness. What am I doing here? I swear it's not my first time. Okay, sorry about that. So sorry. You're going to have to adjust your your earphones on that one. Okay, so um, the topic on today's self-therapy is... Should you have kids, or why did why did I have kids, or is it a good? I don't know. I don't really know what the title is right now, but um, here's some other things that I thought of too. Legacy may not be important to you. Legacy is important to me, and I think that's why having a boy was so important for me. Wanting to pass on the legacy of my family name and. Uh, I have been in this weird tailspin um, recently about um, the idea of immigration. <clears throat> wow, this is taking a weird turn. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Um, I was born here in Canada. My parents are both Italian immigrants, and 
I'm first Canadian, first generation Canadian. My, me and my brother and sister are first Canadian. My parents worked very hard. Um, they came when they were very young. My mom was actually technically born in Canada, but um, it's kind of a weird story. Long story short, let's just say she was, but she wasn't. Like She was technically born here, but not really in a community or anything like that. And anyways, um, she had the same setbacks as my father, which was barely no English, learning the language through social settings and not necessarily in school, then in school, and then you know being behind the eight ball from that point. My parents worked very hard to provide for my brother and sister and I, and uh, they did a, a, a very good job and created a very wonderful life for themselves. Um, that Im- that immigrant um, work ethic is really, um, I've been amazed by it because I, talking to a lot of clients of different cultures, but the same battle is really what I'm admiring and so I think where I was trying to go with this is, you know, there are things that I learned, there are things that I learned through the way I grew up because my parents and my family <clears throat> um, were different. I would just, in lack of a better word, say we were different. You, you know, we grew up in a very, I'm going to say like, traditional Canadian area with just like a lot of like Bob Smith's and you know like like generic white guy one generic white guy two and no disrespect of course I love all those guys some of them have been on the podcast um but you know being pegged different um because of nationality is a motherfucker and I get it like I'm still still a fucking white guy so it's not that I'm not trying to say it's a huge upwards battle and you know, in my younger days, discrimination was definitely a big thing for me and towards other people. But what I guess I'm trying to say is my kids will grow up in a slightly different world from that. I don't really don't know what this point was. Okay, sorry about that. I'm back. Okay, all right, sorry. My point was legacy. Jesus Christ, where was I going with that? Okay, so I think I think where I was trying to say was the goal of legacy um, is difficult because... I was so hung up with the idea of having a boy when we were pregnant both times that that's all I could think of. And it wasn't, it's not even like a, it's not even good. Like it's not even like a good, um, it's not even a good, I'm not feeling, feeling's not the right word, but like, it's not even worth it in that sense to want a boy or a girl. You should just want a healthy kid. And that's where I was like, I was clouded with the idea of all this legacy talk of handing it down. And, you know, I'm currently in the process of taking over my family business. And it's like, it's a legacy of that. And it's like, well, there can always be that legacy boy or girl. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're hung up on the gender game, don't make it a big deal because it's not. And having girls has been absolutely amazing because the unconditional love that a little girl has for her father is literally what fuels my day to day. Um, getting up early, lack of sleep, to spend a couple of hours with my kids before I have to go to school, as nerve wracking or as whatever it, it is, is always worth it in the end. Some days are better than others, of course, like everything in the world, but man, oh man. The unconditional love of a little girl for her father is just amazing. So let me put the question out to you. Is having kids important? 
Is continuing your lifestyle important? Is changing your lifestyle important? Are you too selfish to have kids? Do you know if you're selfish or not? <clears throat> I hate to be the one to, uh, to burst a bubble, but there are some things that you need to know before you have kids. First of all, whatever you think you're doing to have effective time management is incorrect. Wait until you have kids and you will find out the true meaning of time management. If you think it's tight right now with money, wait until you have kids. Now, kids aren't expensive. They are expensive and they're not. They are expensive because they grow nonstop. So instead of yourself buying yourself a new outfit, let's say every, uh, every two weeks, let's say every pay period, buy yourself something nice, whatever, go for dinner every night or every other night, Uber Eats all the time, that may not happen anymore. I mean, listen, if it can and your lifestyle can, can provide that, then good for you. I'm happy. And if, you know, if you're like me where you're gutting it out and you're just getting ahead of the curve, well, then you know what I'm talking about. Let me put it this way. I think before, maybe a couple weeks ago, it had been six to eight months since I had bought a new piece of clothing for myself. And I'm talking day-to-day clothing. I'm not talking about a suit. I'm not talking about, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not talking about going out. I'm talking about day-to-day clothing. It had been like maybe six to eight months since I had bought something for myself. And that was wacky. I felt so guilty. I kept thinking to myself, well, you know, we're only like 12 weeks away to back to school. You know, the girls might need something. Or, you know, like the other side of it too. It's like, you know what? My wife, she needs, you know, she's at home all the time working. She's at home all the time with the kids. She needs, she's going to need to get something for, she's going to need some retail therapy. I can go without. And I mean, you know, like being a parent, it's all about sacrifice too. But uh, I was always just kind of, Sorry, if you can hear this mic dancing around, I'm so sorry. I'm pacing around. This this self-therapy has me going. It could be the empty stomach and cup of coffee right now, but man, I just feel fueled by this topic. And I think another thing that hits with me is that I recently had a conversation with a client of mine. She has a 29-year-old daughter and a 31-year-old son, and they both don't have kids, but they're both talking about having kids. Not with each other. Let's clear that up. Um, they're both talking about having kids soon and she keeps saying oh my god i had all my kids by 27 i all my kids were at least four years old you know and i get it like you know that previous generation the previous generation before mine having kids before 25 or 27 was the big thing um you know my mom had her last kid i think she was 30 i think that's what it was and you know that was that was very no was that right let me just do some really quick math here. I was twenty. She was twenty-five when she had me. She was twenty-eight. Yeah, she was thirty. Yeah, that's right. She was, she was thirty, and, and that was old at that time. You know, my mom's now. Uh, she just yesterday, happy birthday, mom. I know you're not listening to this, and thank goodness. But uh, happy birthday, mom. Happy sixty-eighth birthday. Jesus Christ, she's old. Um. So the importance of having kids at what point in your life? The other thing is, I just turned forty, and I not even one little bit want to have another child and at 40 it scares me my sister lost pregnant she's 40 or she's about to be 40 and I, I'm, I'm worried for them because that is a big step because I'm telling you now I barely have the energy <laughs> to deal with a five and four year old 
let alone a newborn. So let me ask you this, listener. Are you thinking about having kids now? How old are you? Are you at the are you not after 30? Are you in your th- are you brinking your th- are you listening to this saying, "Hey, I'm about to be 30. Maybe there's some knowledge I can pick up." There's no way you're thinking that and tuning into this podcast. This podcast is mostly dick jokes. So, anyways, Oh, let me leave you, let me leave soon because I don't want to overstay my welcome. But when you'll never ever be ready to have kids. You will never ever be ready for what comes. You can read all the books, but you are going to have to go through it. And you're going to learn, and you're going to learn quickly. And it's not meant to be scary. You need to embrace the chaos. Because there will be days, I promise you, there will be days where you might get three hours of sleep. You might get two hours and then a feed in and then toss and turn for 40 minutes. And then maybe get an hour or two of sleep in. And then you might have to do another feed Whatever you and your partner decide is going to work best for you, but they ain't easy, but they don't last forever. And that's the saving grace because a kid, a baby changes so much so quickly. That's about eight hard months getting everything kind of understood. And then after that, it's about another eight months of, oh man, I really wish we were in that last phase. And then it's like another eight months of like, wow, she's, they're changing so much. And then after that, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this kid's two. And then you will say, I can't believe this kid's three and four and going to school. And then they're telling you exactly how they feel as a ball because for whatever reason, one green bean is longer than the other green bean and no one knows why. And it is just one of those motherfuckers. So, I guess you probably know the answer whether or not you should or shouldn't have kids. I'm here standing, you know, with an almost four and a five-year-old and telling you it's really worth it because the self-gratification is there. And also, you know what, And it is a little bit of like, it a little bit. It's a little bit of being a little narcissistic. It's a little bit like that because you're seeing these like little people that you made, and then you can see the little things about you in them, and it makes you so happy. But also, like you see your like your your faults in them, and you're like, oh fuck, you know, if I could only if I could only get her to change this. Um, but it's it's all it's all good, man. It's all good. It's. It's so worth it. It is a blessing. And when people say that and you're like, oh, fuck off, it's not. It is. And I think I don't want to persuade you if you're on the fence or if you're not in a good relationship or if your partner thinks one way and you think another way. I'm Listen, I'm not here to persuade you guys. I'm just telling you how my experience with everything was, is, and it was great. And it was, it has been tough, but it has been good. I just... I just think it's important for people to to hear it and for people to feel like, yeah, 
you know, this is all kind of doable. And it's tough, but it's worth it. And goddamn, I love, I love my kids. And I love when I see my kids with my friends' kids. Because, like, that's that next-gen legacy shit that I'm all about. And, fuck. I think, I think... I think it's all worth it. And uh, one of my favorite phrases is, my, it was my dad's favorite phrase for a long time. Uh, he goes, uh, grandkids are a reward for not killing your own kids. And I get it. I'm not in those thick, thick years, those teenage years. And I'm so, I'm so nervous on how I'm going to go through those phases. And if the After 30 podcast is around when my kids are teenagers, which is roughly 10 years from now. Um, we're like going on year seven and, um, and I don't know if this can be around for 17 years, but, um, yeah, I think, um, it's going to be a much different game and you might have a much different podcast at that point, but, um, it scares me a little bit, but I'm also kind of excited because I, I, my goal is always to build a strong relationship with my girls and I want them to be able to trust me, but understand under no circumstance, I am not your friend. I'm your father and I'll beat your ass if you step out of line. <laughs> That's not true. I would never, but, um, you know, I want them to know that unconditionally they are loved and unconditionally I will be there for them. And I just want them to make the right and smart decision and not necessarily be influenced by doorknob friends that they may have. With that being said, this is self-therapy. This is, listen, this isn't real therapy. This is just a guy trying to talk about his problems. And if you're listening to this and it's relatable, or if you're listening to this and it's entertaining, then my job is done. And if it's not, then let me know, whatever. Reach out on Instagram, probably the easiest way to find us and get a hold of us, at Not After 30 Podcast. We got more coming up in the, in the, in the near future. I'm trying to get Ball Walker. We'll see if it's hard. It's a hard. He's a hard guy. He's a popular guy. So, anyways, we'll hopefully have something great for you soon. With that being said, as always, thank you for being part of the conversation. Thank you for downloading, tuning in, and checking this out. This is Self Therapy on the Not After Thirty Network.